What's up? Welcome back to Overtime Operators, the show where we teach you how to make money in sports. This week, we're talking about injuries, how those are affecting fantasy, how those are affecting betting odds. We're also going over Super Bowl betting odds updates, as well as week three game bets, week three player props, and reviewing some of our week two stuff. Let's get into it. Casey, did you see the Nick Chubb injury? Did you see his knee bend the way that knees are not supposed to bend? Like a flamingo, or is that the right bird? Right? They they bend the other way, or they look like they yeah. Do I think weird. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. It was gross. It was, it was gross-some. I just patented a new word there. Uh, gruesome yeah. and gross is gross-some. Um, the gross-some knee injury from Nick Chubb. It's a heartbreaker, man. Because I think it was seven years ago at this point. Um, he had an injury to the same knee. It was catastrophic. It was one of the worst football injuries we had seen in recent, men- uh, recent memory. And now he's done it again and you just couldn't feel worse for the guy. Um, you know, you want to say things like speedy recovery, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a while before we see him again. Yeah. What do we think about the rest of Daps? What do you think about the rest of the RB room, uh, there? Do you think worth picking up if you, if they're available on waivers, do you think, uh wait and see what what are your thoughts yeah jerome ford is going to be an absolute beast uh i'm in three leagues and he was already taken into just as insurance handcuff uh luckily i had a, a waiver one in my other league so i'm about to pick him up and he could be a plug-in replacement for chubb i don't know if you saw his long run in the middle of the game but the as good as chubb is a lot of what helps chubb is that cleveland o-line yeah, well, and yeah, and the 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 offense is schemed for Chubb, right? So you know they're gonna run the ball. You know they have to have other uh, guys in the RB room. Plus, Deshaun Watson does not really look worth the money to me. So uh, yeah, Jerome Ford kind of seems like this could be his chance to break out. And if he's available on waivers, now's probably a good time. Casey, what do you think? What do you think? I uh, definitely agree with that. You know, proof is in the pudding when you see a guy rip off a run. 69 yards i think was the total um it's also worth mentioning that chubb is more of a like power downhill runner and ford is way more known for his speed so i mean i think they are going to come in bunches when he does have a big explosive play it's not just going to be a regular you know 30 yard play you know he could literally double that any given moment take it to the house uh he was so close anyway inches an inch yep. short probably so could have been an even better performance I'm high on him. Yeah, why not? And if you if if you used one of your first few draft picks on Nick Chubb, what are you looking to do to recover at this point, Casey? Um. Well, hopefully you already have a plan in place of like who you could plug in off of your bench to kind of to fill in as a somewhat regular starter because that's what you really need first and foremost. So somebody you feel confident to even play. Um, you know, you're never going to replace the superstar production with some other means unless you go make a trade uh, for somebody else. But you look for somebody with that you have confidence to start. Uh, and then once you have that kind of figured out, then I start thinking, how can I get some backup plans of higher, like larger swing players, uh, more volatile who could pan out and end up taking over that spot, uh, like in replacing some of that Chubb production? D- Dabs, I saw you shaking your head. You have something to... Something to add? If you, I mean, if you didn't draft Jerome Ford late round, like you're screwed. If you you picked Chubb, yeah. All right, let's move on to Saquon Barkley. Gonna miss week three. Uh, Saquon also high draft pick. Um, had to use a lot of draft capital on him. So, uh, what are you looking to do week three? Daps if you've got Saquon in the lineup and uh, he is likely to miss with a low ankle injury. I don't know if it's high or low. 
but uh, it's an ankle injury. Well, the first thing I'll say is uh, just as a sports fan, the fact that they carried him off and he's, even if he returns in three weeks, like, thank God, because Saquon's such a talent. You don't want him to miss another year. Um, I just saw on a television screen 10 minutes ago that the Giants will not rule out Saquon for Thursday night, which I think is ridiculous. Um, Matt Breida is the, the backup and he's excelled in particular spots on the Niners. Um, and I believe on the Dolphins, he had a, a couple of decent games. So I don't know if the Giants have that offensive line like the Browns where it's plug and play. Saquon is a special talent, but he's definitely worth a, a scoop up. If, if you don't have anybody to play, you got it. And also he's playing the Niners. Like, I don't like it. I would, I would probably no. not pick up Brita and I'd probably just try to find somebody who is, you know, can catch a couple passes as a second RP. If, if it's me, I'm looking to maybe stream someone who, if you can find someone who's been getting some touches that didn't get picked up in the draft and is, is playing a softer defense maybe this week, that's probably where I'm going if I need to replace a running back. Not to Matt Breida. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to stream somebody who's playing against the 49ers. Matt Breida's definitely going to have some value though here in the interim while while we're Saquonless, because yeah, like you said, in most reports, it's it's three weeks is what he's expected to miss, right? So even though they won't rule him out right now, uh, he's going to miss some time. And I wouldn't start Breida this week either, but this is the week he's going to get wavered and picked up. So if you're a guy who like had Nick Chubb, for example, went out and you need to like figure out immediately, what do I do in the meantime? This week, take a shot on somebody else. But you could also pick up Rita for the next two weeks after that and probably an okay bet to be, like I said, kind of raise that floor and not have to take a shot on some guy who's going to get like three carries. Yeah. All right. Next up, David Montgomery, thigh, Casey. Uh, fantasy ramifications here. Yeah, I think it's it's lesser than the other ones we're talking about. He's not this superstar running back that you drafted high. Uh, but it does impact Jameer Gibbs first and foremost. Uh, they've been sharing the backfield pretty pretty well this this far into the season. It increases Jameer Gibbs' value. Um, yeah, and, and Gibbs was already on the trajectory to kind of take over more of that backfield as the season went on. This should only speed that up. It is interesting to note, though, that uh, when Montgomery went out, Craig Reynolds came in and he basically just took over the Montgomery role and Gibbs stayed in his role. Uh, I, I'd say that's mostly like a game plan thing. And now going into a week of planning for their next game, I would imagine they give Gibbs the lion's share of the carries and, and the yeah. snaps just in general there. Anything you want to add to that, Daps? I've seen Gibbs make some moves, and he's incredible. So, like, when they let him off his leash, I, I couldn't believe how they underused him against the Chiefs. I was super disappointed. I mean, I have him in one league, so obviously that adds to the disappointment. But um, I watched the whole game, and, you know, I've always been a David Montgomery fan. He's just never been that, like, true RB1, or he is an RB1, and then he gets injured, and it screws up his season. So you couldn't you couldn't go into the draft relying on him, and that's why I kind of stayed away from Lions. But Gibbs fell to me in a particular spot in one league, so I took him. And then you know some of the moves I saw him make in the Chiefs game, I'm like, wow, this guy's going to be legit. And then Campbell said he intentionally did not let him off his leash that game. And then I thought maybe he'll he'll you know be a little bit bigger in his role week two. He wasn't so. I'm excited to see Gibbs um, and his potential. I hope that they don't stick to that scheme like you were talking about, John, where they just plug in Reynolds or whoever it was, and he's the lead back because that's just going to hold Gibbs back. And 
you know, if he fumbles or he makes a mistake, like you got to make those mistakes to get better. Moving on, Joe Burrow, Joey B, Joe Hollywood. I don't know if that's one of his nicknames, but I just gave it to him. Joe Hollywood taking it day by day with, I think, a recurrence of the calf injury from training camp. Um, this is a, probably the, the biggest one, right? Because if, uh, if you drafted Joe Burrow, you used a lot of draft capital on a quarterback, um, on like a tier one quarterback. Uh, Casey, thoughts here? And what do you do if, if this is you? Yeah, I don't know how much this is injury news, you know? I mean, it's it's early in the week. More stuff can come out for sure. We'll get more practice reports, uh, yeah. more injury reports from practice, I guess I should say. Uh, but I think this is like a bruised ego injury report as much as anything. You know, Joe Burrow has not looked like Joe Burrow the first two weeks of the season. Uh, I mean, he's looking awful, honestly. I mean, he's getting outplayed by everybody in the league right now. And maybe it does have something to do with the calf injury that we hoped wasn't going to be a big deal. Uh, maybe it is a bigger deal than than we thought. Um, no matter what it is, though, this is just a scary time. And uh, for for Joe Burrow, it's just question marks all over. I'm personally just scared of everything going on in Cincinnati right now. All bets, all fantasy players, uh, even a guy like Jamar Chase that you take up at like the number two spot. You're like, I mean, do you have to consider like benching a guy like that? That's crazy. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, but this the Bengals started out zero two last year. You know, the the Bengals have started out pretty bad you know, multiple years in a row now. So they seem to kind of turn it on when it counts. Um, I would definitely not be too worried if I did pick, let me put it this way. If I picked Joe Burrow, if I used high draft capital on him, I should have known that, right? Like you, we have short memories, but you should have remembered that like, Hey, he was pretty bad for like five, six weeks last week, last year. Uh, Dapp's thoughts on this. You think this is just a, a bruised ego injury? He's, he's bru- he, he has a lower, bru- lower ego injury. Yeah, I think his confidence in his um, calf is down, right? Like non-contact injury. He's probably excited about the season and training camp, and then that happens, and then you're just mentally screwed up. And maybe he shouldn't, maybe he shouldn't have came in until week three or four just to heal, right? I think there's a lot of overreaction in Cincinnati. I think that week one it rained the whole game. Everybody made this big deal about it. I'm like, you're starting week one in the rain, and like you're making it like. This is a huge problem. Uh, I didn't like that overreaction from the media. And then going into the Ravens game, he played a ter- the he played a terrible first half, but he really started getting sink in the second half. I watched the game, and it looked like Burrow was coming back, right? And T. Higgins was was, you know, he was connecting with Higgins. Listen, Chase, if if Burrow isn't in sync yet, of course Chase isn't going to be in sync, but even the overreaction with Chase, like T Higgins had 25 fantasy points. You don't think that Chase is going to get loose week three or week four. Um, I don't like that he tweaked his calf. I think that's going to affect him still. Maybe, maybe Burrow just has to sit for two weeks and heal. You know, I don't know, but I think it's a complete overreaction. We'll see how the Bengals management. Yeah. All right. Last couple uh, injuries here. Two guys in concussion protocol. Two big guys. Anthony Richardson, who honestly looks dang good. Like I'm, I drafted him kind of on a flyer in one league, and I've been very happy. Like it was, it was a lot of upside, I think, in that pick. Um, does it on his legs a lot, and that was what led to the concussion. He kind of like bounced his head off the ground. It looked like um, after running a touchdown. So, and then Devonte Adams also in concussion protocol. 
to me, look, you know, you never concussions are so weird. They really are. The Anthony Richardson one did not look like that. He didn't he didn't get knocked unconscious. He kind of hit his head on the on the turf, bounced right up, played, I think, after. Um, And so you kind of hope like maybe it'll be quick, but uh, I could see I mean, concussion. I think there's a good chance, you know, they're not taking any chances. He's going to be we're going to see Gardner Minishu this week. Uh, you, uh, you picking up Gardner Minshew, Casey, uh, Minshew is one of those guys. He's like a Taylor Heineke esque, you know, or doesn't yeah. belong in the starting QB conversation in the NFL, but you feel really good about those guys as backups for your teams. Uh, so when you have this kind of like volatile rookie, you don't know a ton about, um, even though Richardson's looked okay, I would say I'm not quite as high on him as you've been, uh, for real football wise for fantasy. It's nice um but Gardner Minshew is going to be okay I think there's better options just about for any fantasy league uh than Gardner Minshew unless you're in some deep super flex league and or two QB league and there's nobody available then yeah of course whatever you can get if you need a starter yeah for sure Kate uh Dapp's thoughts thoughts on Richardson thoughts on Gardner Minshew Minshew is it Minshew Minshew. I don't know how to say his name yeah I don't even Um, know this guy well enough to know how to say his name yeah, I was behind the Minshew mania. I think he's oh, yeah. probably one of the best backups in the league. Um, he he can do enough to to keep you in the game. Um, Richardson looked great. Two, you know, 17, 18-yard touchdown runs, opening up the field. He's got Pittman, who looks like a top-ten receiver now. Um, Jonathan Taylor's going to come back. We'll see if he gets traded or he's playing. But the Colts are, the Colts are looking interesting, man. I wish they – manage the Taylor situation better because imagine you had Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson, you know, both under 25 years old, build your franchise around those guys. Uh, so it's unfortunate Ursay has such an ego, but I think Richardson looks good. If they keep him out this week, you got to do what you got to do to keep him healthy. Um, that division stinks. And even if they lose this week, they'll still be in it. Yeah. I, uh, so, so moving to Devonte Adams, uh, guy you definitely had to use some draft capital on last year. The last few years, fell a little bit this year, I would say, but uh, pretty key wide receiver uh, in a lot of fantasy lineups. Uh, Casey, thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, any reports on this, any updates on this yet. I don't know if it's all that serious. Concussion protocol is thrown around a lot these days. Uh, mm-hmm. You're just obviously, if he plays, he's a guy you start um, at a position like receiver you should have backup options already on your roster hopefully you don't have to make some kind of move here that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me to make a big move to replace Devonte for a week uh should be good in the long run receivers they always have a chance to be boomer bust um and they're also you know one of the deepest positions to be able to stream in most leagues so uh you should be able to grab somebody off waivers if you need to all right let's move on to some super bowl stuff here um let's go do some some Super Bowl odds, updated Super Bowl odds. I don't know if we have a screen share here. We do, we do. I'll pull that up for us. There nice. we go. A updated Super Bowl odds. So we got the Niners at plus six fifty. The sorry, I'm gonna have to move my camera here. The Chiefs at plus seven hundred. Eagles plus seven fifty. Cowboys up to plus eight hundred. Um, Bills at plus a thousand, and then we're you know kind of plus a thousand and two thousand on Bills. Ravens, Dolphins, Bengals, Lions. Casey, who do you, I mean, obviously you like the Niners. Any value bets you see there? I mean, if you want to talk about the Niners, you cer- you certainly can, but any other value bets you see there as well? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Niners, you really can't call a value bet. Um, just them being the highest odds to win. I mean, that's not the right way to label it, even though uh, as a Niners fan, I'm excited about it. Uh, I would probably highlight the Dolphins here. When the Dolphins are at their best, they look like they can put up more points than anybody yeah. else in the league. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big defensive guy, but when your offense is just good enough to beat anybody, um, then I think you got a great chance. And they're down there at uh, plus 1,400. So uh, that's kind of after a little – they're kind of uh, between two tiers right now. So yeah. the uh, sports books – or uh, I guess Caesar's sports book hasn't quite – totally got them pegged yet whether they're a really serious contender i think that's fair we need to see them play more elite competition but uh it puts them in an interesting spot uh right now for odds and i'd say now's the time to get in while they're getting still good if you want yep. more of the favorites of course the niners and the chiefs i think you can't go wrong with those uh those those would be my respective like you know uh all things being equal my two favorites to win yeah uh, I like the Dolphins as a value bet. The other value bet I like, you know, call me crazy, but I like the Bengals as a value bet. I, you know, they seem to put it together at the end of the season. That's happened a couple years in a row now. I am not overly worried about them. Uh, if you're betting at this point in week two, if you're betting on the, like, who's going to win the Super Bowl, number one, you're already, you know, you're not like betting the farm there. That's a, that's a for fun bet where you're hoping to bet a little win a lot. So they're in that next tier. Right. So you have kind of like Bills, Ravens, Dolphins that are all plus 1000, plus 1100, plus 1400. And then Bengals, there's a little jump down to them at plus 2000. Other ones that like the Lions are at, at plus 2000, the Jaguars are at plus 2800. I think the Bengals sort of belong up a little bit. And so I think right now, because they've had a first bet, bad first couple of weeks, um, they're probably a good, good value bet. Dabs, who do you like here? You like the Saints at plus 28? Um, no, I'd like the Browns at plus 28, um, the most out of those for sure. Um, I think the Browns have a, a great offensive line. I think they have great defense. I think if Watson doesn't turn the ball over, they dismantle the Steelers yesterday. The Steelers had two defensive touchdowns. Um, so Watson's quarterback play can determine their path. Uh, to the Super Bowl, I think that that division in my mind was like the strongest. And now with the way Pickett's been playing and I know he looked good yesterday, but I'm not sold on him taking your team deep. Uh, I think the Ravens are solid, but <clears throat> Burrow's hurt. So if the Steelers and the Bengals aren't for real, then you got to deal with the Ravens in that division. Uh, I don't think the AFC East is that strong. Dolphins and Bills are good, but... Patriots and Jets, no bueno. Um, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, that division looked strong, and now they're all one and one. So, um, yeah. The only other one I would call out there, and it's not crazy value bet because they're number four, would be the Cowboys at plus, plus 800. And given, actually, you know, I would not take that bet because – uh, my call in any given year is that the Cowboys are going to figure out a way to blow it throughout the course of the season. But if the Super Bowl was being played this coming Sunday, I think it would be the, the two runaway teams in the different divisions at this point to me um, feel like the Cowboys and the Dolphins, honestly. Uh, Niners look good. The, I mean, I, the, the Cowboys-Niners is the big question mark. Um, of course, the Dolphins haven't played the Chiefs. They haven't played the Bills. We don't know how all of that looks yet. but. Um, the Cowboys still sitting under the Niners, under the Eagles, under the Chiefs. 
kind of a value bet, sort of, I guess. The Niners Cowboys are going to play each other in two weeks, and that's the yeah. We're going to see who's for real because we're going we're gonna to see yeah, what's that. What's up? We definitely will. Let's get into some week three betting then, uh, and then if we want to circle back and, and review week two, we can. So week three bets, Casey, you got four games up here on the board. I think I've got one more maybe that you don't have on the board. So let's run through these. Uh, let's start with the ones that we both have. So starting off with Broncos, Dolphins at uh, six and a half point spread, Dolphins or uh, Dolphins favored six and a half points. You've got the Dolphins to beat this spread. Do you have more to say about that? Or are you just like, they're really good? Uh, Miami, yeah. Miami's looked really good. I don't think this is like a, a question of can they put up points. I think they're certainly going to. Um, and I just haven't seen enough from the Denver offense. Uh, there's too many question marks. Russ looks okay on some plays and then looks still pretty terrible on other plays. Um, if it wouldn't have been for some crazy long Hail Mary, I don't know the exact yardage on that last pass, uh, that game wouldn't have looked nearly as close as it did. You know, no. they, they needed that Hail Mary and then a two-point conversion on top of it just to continue the game. And they couldn't get that done. They got the hard part done, couldn't get the easy part done. This is not that good of an offense yet is my uh, keyword in that sentence. So, yeah, give me the Dolphins by a touchdown all day. They're going to score plenty of them. Yeah, I like it at a, t- I like it at a score. So I've got, I've got this one as well. Um, and I like it at one score. If we got to seven and a half, I'd be like, Ugh, there's just a chance they don't do it you know there's a chance they don't run up or the game script doesn't go that way or whatever but i like it at a touchdown um next up we've got jets patriots so you've got the jets to beat the two and a half point spread here um daps i want to kick this one to you since you're a jets guy what do you think here jets over patriots beating that two and a half point spread i would bet on the patriots you would bet on the patriots here wow so you're going the opposite direction that's, that's what my bet was as well Oh, you think that's yeah. beat the spread here. Okay. Um, yeah, say more. Say more daps. Uh, well, it's the Jets are just a dumpster fire. Of course, everyone's aware of what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Four plays into the game. It's typical, you know, script. It's in the script for the Jets, as per usual. Belichick's had their number for 20 years. Um, I would never, I would never bet on my own team to win. Absolutely not. Are you surprised the line isn't uh, further apart? No, the Patriots aren't. The Patriots are not good. Mac Jones is not good. People like to pretend like he is, especially in New England. He looked impressive these last two games, but he's just—he's not a good quarterback. He's not going to be a good quarterback. They're trying to manipulate all these stats and say that he's got the most drop balls and he has the most pressures and he's still in the top ten for this or that, and it's like. That's great, but you know you were playing down against the Eagles in the rain. You had to throw the ball the whole time. That's not what what Belichick does. Um, and then the the Dolphins are one of the best offenses in the league. So whoever plays the Dolphins is obviously going to have to throw the ball at some point during the game. And the Patriots had to do that. They went into a hole, seventeen three. They went into a hole against the Eagles. They came back in both, but they were really not in the game. Um, for the majority of both. Yeah. Um, see, I, I went the other way on this. I just think they've got enough other stuff going on besides Zach Wilson that they can figure something out. All right, next game. We've got Bills, Commanders. Casey, you have Commanders to cover the six and a half point spread here. What are your thoughts? 
yeah, I think the commanders, uh, young quarterback and Sam Howell, um, they, they look like a two-faced team kind of, uh, at moments you can see it all clicking and at other moments it looks awful. Uh, but I think the potential is there in this team and, and you got to make some, some bets that you're not as sure about. Maybe I'm less sure about this one, but the bills also have looked a little lackluster so far through two weeks. I do think the bills win this game, but the commanders could make it sneaky close. And that makes me feel good enough to, to bet that they'll keep it within a, a touchdown. Okay. Daps, any thoughts on this game, or would you be in on this action, or would you be out? I love the Bills to cover the spread. I don't think the Commanders are good. I don't think they they beat the Cardinals, who stink. They beat the Broncos, who are choke artists. So what happens in the beginning of the season is these spreads are based on how the teams are performing, and I don't think Washington's for real. I think the Bills let us a game slip against the Jets, I think they already got that out of their system. They're not going to let it slip. They absolutely controlled the entire game against the Raiders. It wasn't even close. Um, the commanders, I don't believe in Howell yet. We'll see if he's good or not, but I haven't seen enough from him. I like the running back. I think he's pretty good, but uh, Robinson, I like him. I like his play so far, but Josh Allen's on another level. Um, he's got too many playmakers. Their defense is solid. They're going to probably win by three touchdowns. I also have the Bills to beat the six and a half point spread. I don't know if it were 15 points, if I would bet on it, right? You're saying three touchdowns, like even if it were 10 points, I don't know if I would, I might just stay out of the action entirely, but I do have the Bills to beat. I, I like a score. Same thing with the Dolphins Broncos. I like a one score. I like one touchdown. Um, so I also have them. So we're going, we're going opposite direction on two bets this week, Casey. Yeah. We didn't go opposite on any last week. I don't think. Um, do it. Panthers Seahawks. Uh, you like the Seahawks to beat the six-point spread over the Panthers. This is actually how I see how, how Daps saw the last one. Um, I see the Seahawks as the much better team here. Panthers have a lot of good pieces uh, that I think will get better throughout the year. Bryce Young could be a great quarterback. We don't know that yet. In his current form, he's certainly not a great quarterback. Uh, and the Seahawks are just that team that won't go away. You know, they're going to put it together, and I think they'll they'll win by a touchdown. Um, yeah, I'm out of this action. I think just because my Seahawks confidence is a little low, uh, Daps, would you be in on this action or would you be out? Uh, I'm in on Seahawks minus six. Similar feeling about the Bills spread. Uh, Bryce Young looks sloppy. Doesn't look um, he doesn't look confident. And <laughs> Seattle's a really tough place to play. You can't hear yourself. Geno Smith is is good. He's not he's he's good on the Seahawks in that system. He's a good quarterback. He's not great, but he's good. Um, they have a lot of pieces. They have Kenneth Walker, who's a beast. They have this young Zach Charbonnet, or however you say his name, backup running yeah. back solid. DK Metcalf. They, they haven't Lock. even taken him out of the bubble wrap yet. You know, he's still nice. And yeah, good. so I'm I'm in on the Seahawks winning big on this team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I I think the only reason I'm not touching it is just I haven't put eyes on a lot of Panthers football, and uh, I, I'm. You not don't a, want to. I'm not a big. Yeah, when I could have watched. Why, why would you do that to your eyes? Don't don't do that. Don't punish. I am. I, I think I haven't put a lot eyes on a lot of Panthers football, and I've put eyes on maybe a mid amount of Seahawks football. So anything I haven't put enough eyes on, I'm just I'm not gonna bet that game. Um, you guys could be right though. Like statistically, I, I, it does kind of seem like this spread might not be quite wide enough. All right. I got one more here. Uh, Casey, you were not in on this action, but I am, uh, and I'm using a little bit of transitive property here. So we got 
uh, one team in common between these two teams. So I've got Eagles over the Bucks beating the five and a half point spread that the Bucks are getting. Uh, Eagles pretty much, you know, handled the Vikings pretty easily. The Bucks did beat the Vikings, but it didn't really seem like they should have. It kind of seemed more like the Vikings lost uh, than the Bucks won. So I like the Eagles to handle the Bucks, handle business, and I like five and a half points. That means two field goals, right? So so I can I can win this bet even on two field goals, even if it's not a touchdown. Uh, and I like the Eagles to win by probably ten points, honestly. So yeah, give me the Eagles uh, beating the five and a half point spread. Casey, you didn't list this one. Do you have anything to say about it? If I were forced to bet on it, I, I think you got the right side probably of the bet. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those where I'm not too you sure. You just don't yet. like Bucks, five and a half points. The, yeah. the Eagles just still have yet to put it together. So maybe you're, you're getting ahead of it a little bit because, um, yeah, they, they, they've looked fine. But the Eagles, I think everybody realizes, has another gear in them that they haven't shown yet. And mm-hmm. until they do, I don't know that they win all the games they should. Um, and the Bucks, you know, Baker is a, he's just another one of those guys. You know, I do believe that. We talked about it with like Heineke and Minshew. Those are the guys who aren't quite starters. Baker Minshew or Baker Minshew. Baker Mayfield is the guy who <laughs> is a starter. I think he's undeniably a starting level quarterback, even though he's near the bottom. But he can put together a game where, you know, they could definitely cover this spread. And I wouldn't, you know, it could happen. Yep. Uh Daps, Eagles, Bucks, five and a half point spread. Would you would you get in on that or would you take would you stay out? I would be Eagles. I'm liking a lot of the the favorites in these matchups. The Bucks again, that impressive win against the Vikings. Um, I watched the game against the Bears. The offensive coordinator is, I don't know what he's doing with Fields. Rushing the ball three or four times when you have Justin Fields is insane to me. At minimum times, he should r- rush 10 times a game. They don't design plays to break down so he can open up the field. Granted, I've seen some plays where he's definitely missing some um, open receivers, but at the same time, he's got to have the most pressures in the whole league, and he's getting hit every single play, and when that happens, you don't see the field well. So um, the, the, the point of that whole field rant is that the Bucks did not beat a good Bears team. Um, yeah. Nice win against the Vikings, but when you have to play, you know, potentially the best team in the NFC – it's not going to be so easy. Uh, could you say that that Justin Fields usage bit like three more times just for every place I have him in fantasy? S- say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how disappointing this season has been. The main, the main thing that dude can do. He doesn't seem like he's actually that great at like making reads. <laughs> he's kind yeah, of running the ball. The pocket. Yeah. Smart. But I got to jump, guys. Um, Fields, comeback trail. Please, let's Lord go. and Savior. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daps, good to have you. Thank you. All right, Casey, let's move on to some player props. Oh, did I not show the last one on the screen here? I'm sorry. Let me put that. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, let's move on to some player props though. You've got three up here. Do you want to just run through the three that you have? Or, I mean, I guess I can let guide you through them. So first of all, Devonte Smith, you've got the over on Devonta. Devonta, Devonte, 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 Devonta. I mean, there, see, here's the thing: is there's multiple guys in the league, Mr. Smith, that do this. They have like, or they do this, like they name themselves, right? No, um, no. There's multiple guys with the same sort of name, and some of them are Devonte, some of them are Devonta. So I get them confused. Uh, Devonta, I believe, is is his Mr. Name. Smith. Uh, you've got him at over six and a, 63 and a half receiving yards. Uh, you like the over on this one? 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, mostly because he's always like one big play away. He's just that type yeah. of receiver. Um, I guess so is his his running mate in in uh, AJ Brown. But yeah, that's what I'm betting on here. You know, this could be this could be done in six catches, seven catches with you know average yardage uh, that we see typically on on any team from any player. Um, or for a guy like him, this could be done on two catches. You know, or one. Honestly, it could be one big play. Um, yep. And he's he's that rare type where yes, he's a deep threat, but he also is going to get a ton of looks. You don't see a lot of players who fit both of those things. Uh, so I just I think this is a, a smash play. Um, who are they playing in this matchup? Is the Eagles? They are. We just talked about it. We talked. They're playing the Bucks. Yeah, and the Bucks. And so yeah, like I said with uh with that game, I think that could get more high scoring than a lot of people could think. Um. The Eagles defense is good, but the Bucks are just good enough to put up points to where they could keep the game close. And you just need the game close to to keep trying to score if you're the Eagles. So I like them to keep airing the ball out uh, and break open this offense a little bit more. And Smith has been the guy so far. So let's see if he keeps that up as their wide receiver one. Well, even if they get up, you know, uh, you could they they can still target him, right? So sure. I, I like that as a bet. Um, next up, Brandon Nayukin. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, you have him on the under here, 53 and a half receiving yards. Uh, have you already lost on Brandon Ayuk once this year on a, on a player prop? No, no player prop on Ayuk yet this year. Just had CMC and Brock Purdy. Um, I've been doing a weekly Niner prop, uh, one and one right now on that. Purdy missed his line by like eight yards or something, uh, really insignificant. So that one hurt a little bit, but we absolutely smashed the CMC, uh, prop that we took in week one. On the over, this time taking an under for the first time on my Niners. Ayuk uh, multiple times injured his ribs. I mean, obviously the same injury, just kind of re-aggravating it. Um, I don't believe it was really pre-existing before the game last week. Uh, but to see that it happened a couple times, uh, to know that they're on a short week, they're playing on Thursday this week, uh, so the short recovery time. That also means, yes, less time to recover this week before he plays, but more time to recover for week four if he sits out. You know what I mean? You're The the opportunity cost here of playing Brandon Ayuk doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Uh, when the rest of the team is healthy, you have plenty of other threats on the team. Uh, you know, CMC is going to be a weekly guy, Debo kind of a game plan guy. Uh, and George Kittle, who hasn't really been utilized much at all. They have plenty of guys to get the ball to. So Ayuk could either not play completely or just kind of be not the major target in this week's game plan. I think that's what's smart for the Niners to do. And I generally bet on the Niners to do smart things when it comes to football. Yeah. I mean, so basically you're betting that because you're like, I think there's a chance he won't even play. All right. Next up, yeah. Mark Andrews, you've got him over 49 and a half receiving yards. Say more. I do. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews missed week one, came out week two, still kind of getting his feet under him uh, from an injury. He is, Lamar Jackson's favorite target. I think we've seen that so far. He looked like he was missing him like crazy in week one when they did not look good. Odell Beckham got a little banged up in last week's game. I think he's going to play and everything, but uh, something to keep in mind that could, you know, hinder the amount of targets he would normally receive in the following week. Uh, Zay Flowers is great, but it's still early in his rookie season, so he hasn't uh, gotten a stranglehold on the targets in the offense yet. Uh, before that happens, I think we find ourselves in a really nice cushy spot for mark andrews here in the next couple of weeks to reassert himself as the alpha in this offense i think the line is only low because he's a tight end and he's recovering from injury and because there are new threats in that offense 
it's easy to think that he's going to have a low number here, but I think it's likely that he, he goes well above this one. So I'm in on Mark Andrews with 50 plus yards for sure. All day. I like it. Um, okay. I've got two player props. Uh, basically the, um, the elite wide receivers, I think they're, their over-unders on receiving yards are a little light this week. So we got Tyreek Hill, 82 and a half receiving yards is the line. I have the over. Uh, I think this is recency bias. Last week he had, he didn't have very many tar- targets. They went heavy on Jalen Waddle. Um, yeah, but, you know, I don't know. He's a cheetah. Like, there's, they're going to target him. Um, they're in the mile high city. Air is thinner. You can throw the ball further. Tyreek Hill can run further. That's, uh, it's just a formula for success. Isn't it harder to breathe, though, for him, too? Yeah. It's all right. Sorry. He's it's all anaerobic. He gets breaks between. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I like Tyreek Hill uh, over eighty two and a half, mainly because yeah, like I mean, kind of like what you were saying about uh, Devonte Smith right? uh, it was you know that could be that could be one or two catches really. Um, I think he was very very under targeted in week two. Like I think we'll see him. Like maybe he was targeted heavily in week one. Right. And then under targeted in week two. And I think we'll see somewhere in between those two things for most for most games. So um, I like him as an over. And then Justin Jefferson, 94 and a half. Main thing here is I just don't think they really have anyone else to throw to. I mean, you can throw to KJ Osborne, you can throw to Jordan Addison, but they're going to target Justin Jefferson. I got to figure they're going to target him 10 12, 15 times. So 94 and a half yards just seems when he's averaging 15 yards a catch, I think, you know, 94 and a half yards just seems very realistic uh, unless they run away with it, but it's the chargers. So they won't run away with it because the chargers are pulled up points. The chargers will give away points. The Vikings will give away points. Everybody will score, uh, which just seems like a good formula for success for Justin Jefferson to go over 94 and a half yards. So I have the over on that one as well. Awesome. So, do we want to reveal our spend 100s like we did last week? Yeah, do you want to go spend 100s or do you want to talk about last week's bets or what? Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about last week's bets real quick since uh, just to keep ourselves honest here. Yeah, so last week here are our weekly game bets. Which uh, I cannot believe we lost this Chargers one. And we lost I, it. The was, Titans beat him outright. That was that was our big bet of the week too. I would that was, that was the one on we were most sure of and we both ate that one not my favorite feeling but i had i had that feeling on a couple other games here too you know like you said my big win was kissing my cousin and this uh this next matchup of the saints and the panthers that one ended up as a push um yeah the saints one by three so exactly on the nose there didn't get anything there and just to round out my my three uh browns at steelers i had the browns spread uh beating the spread and they did not. So, yeah, unlucky for your boy in week two. Yeah, you struggled a bit. I don't think I stayed out of the Saints Panthers action. I stayed out of the Browns Steelers action. So I lost on that Chargers Titans game, but I hit on the on the Chiefs Jaguars. I was right. The Chiefs were coming back with revenge and uh, the Vikings money line. If I would have bet the spread on the Vikings, I actually would have won. But Vikings money line plus two fifty. I didn't put too much money on that, though. I did lose that one. Um, but I think I think I hit both my player props. So uh, how'd you do on your player props? Uh, yeah, I was what two for three, I believe, on the player props. Let me pull it up here. I already forgot. Uh, right, I, yeah, I only did the one player prop. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, you were one for one. So well done there. Good week of betting for you. Uh, two for three, though, I do feel more comfortable in the player props. It feels more up my alley being just such a typical fantasy player. And I'm actually, I think I'm remembering now, I think I did jump in on uh, on the game bets just to shoot myself a little bit of bail. I think I jumped in on the Chiefs-Jaguars game for a small amount. I'll have to double check that. But I might have actually eked out one win. Still a pretty salty record for me on the game bets. But uh, yeah, player props, two for three. I'm happy with that. Like I said, I missed the purdy line by something uh, like 10 yards. So don't feel terrible about my read on those. Um, yeah. Yeah, I ended up right side up by about 10%. Um, with, with, if you break down our like $100 you know, breakup, uh, which, and, and, and I kind of made it clear, like, Hey, this, this Vikings bet, if you're looking to make money, this Vikings bets a long, long shot anyway. So if I would have stayed out of that one, if it, you know, anyone was following me in, they probably would have stayed out of that one. Would it end would it ended up okay. Even after losing like our main bet, which I thought when I lost that it was over, but I think I did put a decent amount of money on that, on that chiefs Jaguars one. Um, so yeah. Want to get into bet 100 for this week? Let's do it, John. All right. Uh, do here's you, want what I got. Do... you want to go or go you ahead. want me to go? All right. Here's what I got. I got Dolphins over Broncos beating a six and a half point spread. That's my biggest bet with $30. I have Jets over Pats beating a two and a half point spread. I have $20 on that. And you and Daps made me feel far more. You guys made me feel nervous about that one. You both went Pats on that, but I'm going to stick with it. Two and a half points, one field goal. 20 bucks on the Jets there. I got Bills over Commanders to beat a six and a half point spread. I have $25 there. And then Eagles over Bucks beating a five and a half point spread. I have $10 there. Now that I'm saying these out loud, I'd like to rethink them, but we're on the show now. So it's locked in. <laughs> that is how it goes. Um, yep. Yeah. And I know, I don't know about you actually, but I kind of threw together the, uh, the dollar amounts because we're not actually betting these hundred dollars but i am trying to make yeah. a good advice uh so it's it's a weird thing of just trying to weight how confident you are with the hundred dollar budget it's a very strange yeah. exercise if you've never done it so yeah. um I, I, I mean do you want me to hit my player props or do you want to go games games oh sorry props? go ahead i, I didn't mean yeah that. my player props i went lower on i have tyreek over 82 and a half yards at five dollars and justin jefferson over 94 and a half yards at ten dollars i might actually take a little budget away from the Jets game and the Bills game and and either give it to players prop player props or give it to the Eagles but uh that's locked in now I said it I wrote it down and then I said it out loud yeah and I'm in the uh it's written down stage and maybe I'd want to switch it but I'm probably just going to say it all out loud too um putting my money where my mouth is a little bit saying I feel more comfortable in the player props section of the betting so I'm going to go ahead and 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 put more money on those. I already outlined what they were. I'm going to take Devonta Smith uh, beating his prop of, let me go ahead and say the number again really quick, uh, 63 and a half receiving yards. I like that one. I'm going to take that one, and I'm going to put $25 on that one. Uh, 25 right off the top, going straight to Devonta Smith, and I'm going to give the same treatment to Mark Andrews. These guys are just going to be too involved, I think, in this week's game plan, uh, Mark Andrews at 49 and a half receiving yards line. I like that one a lot too. So I've got half of my budget, $50 already spent on those two bets. I'm going to round out my player props with that Brandon Ayuk bet of the under. Yes, he might not even play. If he does play, he's probably going to have a reduced role. Uh, he's been on a tear. So that line is at a pretty good spot at the 53 and a half receiving yards uh, marker. 
I think he's going to be under that. So I'm going to put another 20 bucks right onto that. That's 70% of my $100 into the player props alone. Uh, So I'm light on the game picks this week, but I am going to take the Dolphins beating the spread uh, $10 on that one. Uh, The Dolphins just too good. That's the most I bet on any game. Uh, I also put the Seahawks to beat the spread at $10. Higher confidence in those picks. Lesser confidence, but I still want to diversify the portfolio here. I got the Pats beating the spread at $5 as well. Just a little less confident, but same idea there. And then my one to cover the spread, the Commanders at $5. Um, yeah, I could even see that line moving maybe based off of what I kind of hear from you guys were early in the week, uh, especially if that line moves. Cause right now it is sitting at six and a half. If that many people are that in on the bills, which that is one of the more, uh, you know, uh, savage fan bases, uh, I could see that line moving and give it to me, you know? So I'm definitely gonna, as we put out our newsletter later in the week, I will definitely update any of these lines that, uh, that have changed. And especially if they change in my favor, which I think has happened a couple of times already, just you can you can bet I'm in on those. Wait, so just just clarifying, are the Pats two and a half point favorites or the Jets two and a half point? The Pats are. I didn't want to didn't want to call you out when we were going through that matchup, but yeah, the Pats are two and a half point favorites. Okay, well I like the Jets even more now. Yeah, I figured you would. That's why I didn't want to you know rain on your parade. You were already in on it. You thought you had it. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to have to tell you that you had even more of a swing there, five point swing, uh, in your favor. But you, hey, I get it. You like your guys. You like Zach Wilson. He's your bromance of the week. Um, he's got beautiful hair. I get it. Like you he's got that. He's got the Daniel Sun headband. He's got That's the steely it. blue eyes. He's got it all. It's all of it, man. He's a heartthrob. Uh, hide your moms, everybody. You know. Yeah, hide your moms. Uh. That's it. I think that's the show. That is the show. It's good to have Daps back. Um, he couldn't stay the whole time. Busy guy, you know. But, John, it's always a fun time doing overtime yep. operators with you. I think we put out some decent advice into the world. None of it's financial Hopefully. advice, mind you. Not but, financial uh, advice. Yep, just a reminder. If you bet, I think there's spo- something we're supposed to say about betting, probably. If you bet, bet responsibly. Do Don't bet what you can't it. afford to lose. Uh, and if you uh, have a problem get seek help i think that's basically the gist of it uh but yeah okay can we can we just say that's good advice even outside of betting like if you have problems go seek help any kind of problem that you're like an addiction that runs your life like maybe just seek help generally i don't know why we we qualify it just with only of betting you know only with betting though if you can't stop eating that's that's fine just you do you exactly if if you're addicted to hard drugs hey who's who are we to tell you what to do yeah exactly but if you're betting Uh, Get out of here. What are you doing watching a betting show? Yeah. Uh, No, that's it. So uh, I think we do have a giveaway. I don't know if the link is in the description. Well, the link will be in the description because this is a recorded show. So we'll put it in there. Uh, So link in the description. We've got a giveaway going on right now. It is an NFL mystery jersey. So uh, you hit that link in the description, enter your information, and you get entered to win a mystery NFL jersey. It's a signed jersey. Uh, It's it's either a current sort of top tier player or a a legend so uh, it's going to be a good jersey either way it only takes you a second to sign up and that will get you signed up to the overtime operators newsletter uh, that we send out on thursday that's where we'll send out sort of like the last kind of uh the, the last sort of updates before the weekend of football begins i'm john that's casey and that's the show right that is the show goodbye goodbye now